0: So, are you ready for the word? Amen. 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 Last week, I had the privilege of preaching, and um, I I added to my notes from last week. I haven't discarded them. Um, I I wanted to just be very deliberate on a few things, and I'm going to really manage my time as I move through this. Um, I was... um, Pastor David and, and and I know I and I know Pastor Nelson. I'm I'm just clearing my way. I move a lot. I watched myself on video the other day, and I'm like, you're just like racing around here. So I'm gonna try to be much more deliberate in my movements. But one movement that we did last week. He, God took us from the kingdom of darkness, right. translated us yeah. into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen? It's literally a positional change. Now, when I was a kid, it's like, what does that even mean? But when we were translated, and and because I, I have a bookkeeping, accounting, financial background a little bit from schooling and stuff, I used the word transaction. There was literally a transaction that happened in you where old things were passed away. And behold, as this transaction happened, behold, all things have become new. You are a new creature. King James Version, new creature. NASB, which I enjoy as well, you're a new creation. I just go by that language, because how do you explain what actually happens inside of you? The old man is crucified with Christ. Jesus Christ, when he went to the cross, not only did he pay the penalty for sin, the wages of sin is death. That's what we all deserved So not only did he pay the penalty, but we, our old man, the old nature, was crucified with him. The word with is the word S-I-N. It li- literally means we were, it's, it's the, the basis for the word um, synthesis, a joining together. So when we accepted Christ as our Savior, we were literally joined together with him. And his death became our substitute. He was the substitute. And not only that, um, the, Paul, in the, in the word of God, this is what I'm going for, um, he was the appropriation, which means he appeased the wrath of God. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says we were children of wrath before we were saved. Children of wrath, which means we were subject to the wrath of God upon us. But when Jesus Christ died for us, and now we've accepted him as our Savior, we are joined together with him. He's paid the penalty for sin so we no longer are subject to death and he appeased the wrath of God that should have been placed on us and in that transaction all of that happened and our old nature has been crucified it's dead amen it's dead Because our old nature, the old man, is dead. We are literally dead to sin. Now, trying to wrap our our logical minds around this, that's where faith comes in. Because sometimes it just doesn't compute to the natural mind. Actually, the, the, the the first book of Corinthians says, the natural mind cannot discern the things of the spirit. So it's by faith we and and we've spent months on faith. But actually, I'm going to take one more one line back from faith. Hebrews chapter 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of th- things not seen. By it men of old received a good report. Then verse 3 says, "By faith we understand." So these spiritual truths even with faith it's <laughs> it's it, it's hard to take a hold of them. But in our natural mind, we can't. It's by faith that God brings understanding. And that's why it's so important to give time and energy to our faith, our belief system, our obedience, our, our, our level of persuasion in what God has said and done. Because it's by faith we begin to understand and these things are incorporated into our lives by faith. So positionally we move. Now where are we? We are seated in Christ with Christ in heavenly places. And that's in Ephesians chapter 2. Old old man crucified, dead and dead to sin. I want to elaborate a little bit, more, but now we're alive and we are in Christ and we're seated in heavenly places. And we were working on um, Galatians chapter two, for I have been crucified with Christ, Galatians two, 20. Nevertheless, I live yet. Not I, but Christ lives in me. I want to spend a few moments on on that this concept. When I grew up, I grew up in a Christian home, and I, I, I'm thankful that for that. Every time I think about it, it's like Lord, thank you for that privilege that you gave to me. But I remember listening to sermons and. And then I grew up in a Christian school, so we had people coming through, speaking to us. And, and I, I just remember, and I, maybe it's just how the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me this, this week as I was thinking about it. And, and I just remember thinking, you know, the, these, these speakers would come in, you know, God's watching everything you're doing. And, and if you do something wrong, God sees it, God knows it, and And there was this guilt aspect. Because God was watching me. This week as I was thinking about this, I believe it was the Holy Spirit that just put this phrase into my heart. It was, you know, Christ is in you to empower you. It's not like he's watching over your shoulder to hammer you every time you do something wrong. He's in you to empower you to overcome. Amen. And it changes our perspective. We're now seated in heavenly places. What is our perspective? How do we look at? ourselves at our life at our situations it's not oh i hope i can stay away from that oh i hope i don't fall into that or or think that thought or or i hope and it's we're full of wishful thinking based on guilt and condemnation amen Jesus. amen and that's the perspective we need that christ is in us empowering us to overcome, to live, to live according to the nature that was changed. We, many Christians, are worried, oh, I'm going to fall back into this, I'm going to fall back, and we're, we're focused on old nature, old habits, old things. And, and it's, it's the adversary, it's the thief, It's Satan that wants to drag us back to this old position. But this is our position. And God says, I'm in you to strengthen you, to empower you, to live according to the new nature that you have. So, Pastor David mentioned, we live out of a position of victory. Why? Because we have the one who who overcame this world and he lives in us and he wants to to lead and guide by way of the holy spirit what in the ways of victory amen Amen. Amen. and i so i'm hoping that as i as i as i i speak and just give you god's word i want to just read a lot of scripture because a lot of it, sometimes scripture is so self-explanatory. <laughs> and, and it does a lot better than my voice because the Holy Spirit that inspired the word as we listen and as we hear the word, that's what changes us. So I want to read a few words here. The basis. And, and some of this is so parallel to... Um, Galatians chapter 2 that I've been preaching out here's Romans chapter 6 and I'm just going to read 11 verses I'm just going to read it straight out and then I might get sidetracked and, and commentate on it because I, uh, I do that sometimes and actually I'm going to read Romans 6 verse 8 and uh I believe it's new American standard And and you might say, why do you why are you always saying what you're reading? I, I find from studying there are some versions that are really hmm. wrong. <laughs> 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 what, more accurate? <laughs> Are better study tools than other ones, so I, I I I pay attention. I enjoy reading some of the other ones, but I always go back to King James and NASB. Just okay. I enjoy some of them, but some of them add their own commentary that are not actually part of the Bible, and so you just want to be careful. That okay. That's awesome. That's life-giving. Go back to NASB, KJV, and, and and that's the basis for. Anyways, that's my two cents for Anyways, Romans chapter 6. Let's just get to the word. Now, if we have died with Christ, and we've we spent a little bit of time on that, so I don't want to go back. We believe that we also live with him. Remember every moment of the day that Christ is living with you. Get the perspective. Have you ever played those video games where you're in a race car, but you can actually change the view. So you can so, sorry, you, so you can be uh, watching your car drive, or you can be right on the, the roof of the car watching it drive, or you could be in the car and you're looking through the windshield of the. Just remember that Christ is in the car, with you. He's with you. So, therefore, you're not facing those situations alone, hoping that somehow you don't succumb to the temptation or the, the challenge, but you have Christ with you. Sorry. I'm not going to get very far if I keep talking. Okay. Now, if we've died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin. So when you are crucified with Christ, you died to sin. In, in our man-to-man and ladies' Bible study, we, there, we watched a video this past year, the supernatural power of a renewed mind. But one of the phrases is, I'm, I'm really, 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 really dead to sin. Yeah. Because one of the challenges we face that, that knock us out of the, the growth process, the maturing process of the renewed mind, one of the things is we get dragged into our past. And we get dragged back into the fear, the condemnation, the guilt of our past. And then if we slip up, we dr- we dr- we're dragged right back into our past. And if, we're, if our focus is always past-driven, hoping I don't fall, that I don't uh, make a mistake, that I don't uh, act that that way and and that's all our focus is on the past and falling and mistakes we literally um, nullify the process that we are in maturing and growing and renewing the mind and walking in the spirit because we're just always kind of dragged back here if we can as again pastor david mentioned we do make mistakes the idea is if we repent quickly repent quickly ask for forgiveness quickly we we take ourselves out of that dragging back mode and we reposition ourselves in Christ again and quickly Repent quickly. Ask for forgiveness. There is some teaching that says you don't. You know what? Because of grace, Jesus died once, and when you are forgiven, you're just forgiven, and you don't have to repent anymore or ask for forgiveness if you sin. Well, it was already taken care of. I don't like that teaching. I, I don't subscribe to that. I, you know, I, I, I think of the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. It's this daily thing it's this continual thing that we're praying and forgive us it's keeping current it's taking ourselves and being current and it's a continue because if if you just kind of let it go and let it slide and say well i was already forgiven of it so i'll never have to do it again um we lose the impact But if, if we, we repent quickly, be obedient quickly, we, we literally, repenting is the changing of our mind. And so, okay, you know what? I made a mistake. Lord, forgive me. I repent. I change my mind about that particular anger issue or uh, attitude towards a person or whatever. And and we remind ourselves, okay, I don't want to live that way. I want to keep current in my relationship with Christ. So I don't even know how I got onto that one. <laughs> <laughs> Stay current. Because I believe in <laughs> in repenting and continuously changing our mind and and getting into that. Oh boy. Okay. For when verse 10. For, for the death that he died, he died to sin. Okay, we're dead to that. Repent, ask forgiveness, and, and keep you, yourself current. He died once and for all, f- but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now, verse 11: even so, consider yourselves what? To be dead to sin. You were crucified with Christ. So if Christ is dead to sin, you are dead to sin. Its power, actually we're, that's where we're going to go to next, has been broken over your life. Therefore, uh, I love the language here. Next verse. Therefore, do not let sin Therefore, do not let sin reign. Its power has been broken. And it no longer has dominion over your life. Amen? And so, consider yourself. The verse we just read. Consider yourself. It's literally this calculating process in your mind. No. I was crucified with Christ and I have been rescued and delivered out of the domain, the kingdom of darkness. My life now is in Christ and I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places and that domain has no longer a hold on me. And get forceful with it. I want to read some notes that I took during our session. And if you, ever, if you want to go back, it was chapter 6 in, in our man-to-man and, and ladies' Bible study. Guilt-free and forgiven was the title of the chapter. Consider yourself to be dead to sin. Here, the word means evaluate. Our society does not evaluate things so much anymore i mean we've said it before you know it's this microwave society it's this drive-through society it's this if it feels good just do it kind of society and just there's no evaluation here this is um, psalms 91 he that dwelleth in the secret that the word dwell means to stay it doesn't say he that this passes through the secret place He who does a drive-by, the secret place. No, he that dwelleth in the secret place. How about this one? I think it's Psalm 27. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. The word seek literally means to pursue. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days to behold the beauty of, not to just glance. Oh, the beauty of the Lord! No, it means to stare, stare, behold, look at the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire. It means to meditate, study, to inquire in His temple. There is an evaluation. There's a reckoning. The the word um, that from. Romans 6 means reckon yourself, consider yourself, evaluate the situation, and say, I'm dead to that. I'm dead to that, and I'm alive to this newness of life. Therefore, do not let it rain so that you will obey its lusts. And do not go on presenting. Uh, Korah, that is verse 13. Do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin. Do you see how? God is within us saying, I'm giving you the strength and the power, so do not let it Reign do not continue to present yourself But rather And I mentioned it last week um, If you then be risen with Christ Seek those things which are above Where Christ sits at the right hand Seek those things Set your affections on things above not on things of the earth. It's a, it's a process of how we think, how we reckon, how we consider, how we evaluate. I just want to finish reading this. Do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be the master over you. Amen? For you are not under the law, but under grace. We spent several months on grace. What is grace? It's God living within you, empowering you to live righteously, to live after his desires, to live according to his purposes. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm doing actually really well this morning time-wise because I'm just skipping over all kinds of stuff. I want to read a few scripture verses. That's what I'm looking for. There we go. (laughs) I heard this little clip. I heard this little clip about Abraham Lincoln. He was very, he had files, but he was considered very disorganized. And he said, if you can't find the thing that you're looking for, it's probably in this pile of things that is just piled over here because we know you're going to look over here eventually. (laughs) So if you don't know where something is, go to that pile where you just pile stuff. I'm a pile kind of guy. Okay. Okay, in closing, Christ living in me. God is not looking over our shoulder, watching to see what we're doing and then judging us for every bad choice we make. But rather, Christ is within us, empowering us to live according to our new nature. Philippians 2.13, it says, For it is God which worketh Within us. Both to do. Will first put the desire and then to do. It's God that works within us to will and to do. It's his empowering us to actually walk in what he's put a desire in us. Some of us have a calling in our lives, but we can't seem to get rid of some of these bad habits that would keep dragging us down. And because of these bad habits or whatever we cannot the, fulfill the call. But actually Philippians 2 says that God's will, he put that calling, that desire in us and he will actually perform it through us. I'm gonna, I stop halfway through scripture verses. For it is God that worketh within, within you both to will and to do of his Good pleasure. Amen? Um, I put down 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things are new. And then verse 18 says, and all things, what do you mean by all things? All things that are new? All the new stuff that has been placed in you. Now, all things are from God. This transaction that happens, nothing gets dragged along. Amen? And that's where faith comes in. Do I really, really, really believe? How persuaded are you that you are dead to sin? that your past has been wiped away. How persuaded are you so that you can literally check an attitude as it's coming in the door? And you either say, you come into agreement with that attitude and you say, hold on. How many of us literally stop and say, hold on. That attitude does not go in God's, Good pleasure list, and we check that attitude, and we literally reject it. How many of us literally reject? I I've been starting, um, in 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 our my prayer time when I, for over Pastor Winona. I've really started the phase of, I reject cancer. I reject you. Sickness is not of God. He is not the author of it. So things in your life, is God the author of it? If If he's not the author of it, whether it's anger issues, bad attitude issues, relationship issues, Pornography issues, whatever those issues are, is it from God? If it's not, say I reject you. Literally, say it out loud. Let the devil hear you. Say I reject you. That may have been my past, but my past is old news. It's passed away, and I'm a new creation. And literally, get get. Uh, I use the word when I pray over Pastor Winona. I assault you, cancer. Assault the negative crap that keeps coming back at you. I assault you. I come against you. I reject you. I refuse you. I rebuke. Just get violent with the stuff that the adversary wants to bring up from your past and say, no, no, that's not who I am. That is old stuff that has passed away. Here's another, uh, just uh, just touching on one thing. What is some of the new stuff? All things are from God. Here, write this scripture down. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Verse 6 says, wherefore, Paul talking to Timothy, wherefore, I put you in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. So Paul literally imparted something from God over Timothy, into Timothy. For God has not given you the spirit of fear. Sometimes we allow intimidation and fear and lack of courage, which is not from God. Literally it says, it doesn't, the King James here we go again. It says the spirit. There is a spirit of fear. The spirit of fear that the adversary, Satan, the devil, wants to put upon you to do what? The root word for fear is an intimidation. It's a pulling back. So we get ready and we want to move on in God and a intimidation, fear, uncertainty comes upon us. And what do we do? We step back. Amen. The devil is a liar. Amen. 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 That's right. Absolutely. He He, he just wrapped up my sermon for me. Thank you, (laughs) Pastor Cooper. (laughs) And he wants us to pull back. Here. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But what, you know what it says This is the Lord speaking. My soul takes no pleasure in those who draw back. It literally says he takes no pleasure in drawing back. And what Satan wants to do, he wants to bring uncertainty, fear, intimidation, and and an I-can't-do-it kind of spirit to make you draw back. But what, what, Cora, don't take that off so fast. Get it back up there. But God, here's the stuff. All things that God puts in us. Power. Love. You know what? You can fulfill the law. The New Testament actually says you can fulfill the law. You know how? Love. Literally, and I don't have the scripture verse. Actually, I do. But it's in that pile. It's in that pile, and I don't want to go looking through that again. It literally says two, I think three times, that by love you fulfill the law. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So the Holy Spirit, you shall be endued with power to fulfill God's good pleasure. You've been given the spirit of love to fulfill all things, and you've been given a sound mind. To deal with the uncertainty, to deal with the fear, to deal with the intimidation that Satan wants to throw at you. You've been given all the resources of heaven because Christ is in you. And now you sit at the, you, believe it or not, you sit at the right hand of the Father. You sit at the right hand of the Father. It literally changes the way I pray. Pastor David alluded to it once because during one of our pastor's um, breakfast, we were just chatting, and I've said, you know what? I literally close my eyes now, and I just do it throughout the day randomly, and I just, I, I'm terrible. My imagination is terrible. I can't, I can't picture anything, but I'm trying to picture. I'm seated at the right hand of the Father, so that means he's on my left side. And literally, I'll i know it's weird i'll look to my left i say good morning father because that's where he's sitting (laughs) literally close your eyes let's do this right now as we close close your eyes and what does that picture look like to you you're seated together with christ At the right hand of the Father. Do you realize that Satan's been banished from heaven? That story of Job where Satan comes before the throne, you know that's Old Testament. And Jesus in the New Testament, after he had sent the apostles away, he said, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. Satan doesn't just have access now to the Father. So when you're seated with Christ in heavenly places, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there's worship going on. There's elders who are bowing down to, before the throne and they're casting their crowns. There's angels, seraphims, crying holy, holy, holy. There's worship. There's adoration. There's life. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, joy. I just, you. we need to take time to let heaven infiltrate us. And I'm just, I'm, I'm starting, I'm trying. I, uh, my mind, all of a sudden I'm thinking about something else and I need to grab my attention and say, no, I'm seated with Christ, the right hand of the Father. And let, take some time. Take time in your day. You're seated at the right hand of the Father, together with Christ. And the situations that you face, the things that you go through, you are walking through that with with Christ. Not God looking over your shoulder, ready to condemn you or make you feel guilty, but rather empower you to go through it. Empower you to reject something. Power to give you to rebuke something. Power to say no to something. Power to make the right choice. Christ is in you. He's with you. He's on your side and he wants to empower you. Last last scripture and then we're done. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten father. Full of grace and truth. You know what it says two scriptures later? And of his fullness. Have all of us received. Verse 16. And of his fullness. Whose fullness? Christ's fullness. Fullness. Of his fullness. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's done it all. He finished his course. And he says, hey, I did it. And now I'm with you to empower you to do it. Do what? Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the leper. Going about, it says, going about doing good because the Holy Spirit was upon him. That is Galatians to me. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, and he gave himself for me. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome afternoon in the sun.